Welcome back to another episode of Know Before You Go. This series is designed to help you be successful as you are planning and making headway in a big project or a decision. Last time we had a Know Before You Go, we talked all about area rugs, but today we're talking about gallery walls. What do you need to know before you go and do all the purchasing? Before you buy the frames, before you get things matted, before you decide what kind of gallery wall you want. And yes, there are different kinds to consider. So if you're thinking about doing a gallery wall, these are some things to consider. Grab your notebook, grab your pen, and I'll meet you back here in Know Before You Go. How many times have you found yourself at your favorite home decor store, browsing aimlessly for an item to spruce up your space just to bring it home and then not quite like it? Or find that your effort didn't pay off the way that you imagined? That rug you bought, too big, too small, or too brown. And the curtains? We don't need to go there. Or maybe we do. In this new Tuesday Quick Tip series, Know Before You Go. Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with the babies meant budget. Like ramen eating, goodwill shopping budget. And I learned a few things along the way. And made a few mistakes. So this mini series brought to you by all the mistakes I've made before. <laughs> <laughs> and learn from so that I can bring you the quick tips for how you can know before you go. Before we talk all things gallery walls, we need to have a moment. How many of you are hosting for Thanksgiving? Are you raising your hand? And are you raising your hand with trepidation or are you raising your hand with confidence? I want to know. I'm curious. We are hosting Thanksgiving this year at my house and... I'm really excited. I love any time we get to host people. And it is such a fun, fun time. It also happens to be a busy birthday weekend because we have holiday babies in my family. <laughs> yes, we have Thanksgiving and Christmas babies. So we are combining lots of celebration and I couldn't be more excited. But as I'm getting ready to think about the menu we're preparing and whether we are having a birthday celebration or a Thanksgiving celebration on traditional Thanksgiving. Yep, because it falls on that day. I am deciding not only what menu I'm going to be preparing, but I'm also deciding what decor I'm going to be putting out. What decor specifically for the dining room table. I know that we are going to be spending a lot of time in the kitchen, sometimes hours, if I'm lucky, hours, other times, days. And even though Greg and I absolutely love to cook, we don't want to miss the presentation of it. And I mentioned it before in the podcast, if you've been following along for a while, you know that whenever I have a dinner party, I not only invite the people, I plan the menu, but as soon as I possibly can, which is generally after breakfast, the day of, I am setting the table. It is so much fun for me to set the table. It's an opportunity for creating a cozy vignette that tells a little bit of a story. And in this case, I don't know on Thanksgiving if it's going to tell a birthday story or if it's going to tell a Thanksgiving story, but it's going to tell a story. And if you want to know how to tell your story by creating a wonderful tablescape that wows for your holiday table, I want you to join me for my live workshop, Creating a Holiday Tablescape. 
you could be hosting Thanksgiving, you could be hosting Christmas, you could be hosting Easter. Any of these strategies are going to apply in this live workshop. You're going to walk away with a lot of tips for which items to use, how to layer at depth and texture. You're going to walk away with ideas for how you can create a centerpiece that allows for not only beauty, but function, or just beauty, or just function. Whatever it is you are wanting in your tablescape, you're going to walk away with that. The workshop is this Sunday, November 13th, and you can register over on my website. I'll put the link in the show notes. You can register there and you will walk away with the replay of the conversation, a checklist for all the supplies that you need, and a step-by-step guide for how you can create that on your own. And if you're thinking, oh, I would love to come, but Sunday is just not good, that's okay. You are welcome to register for the class and you will get all of the same goodies as if you were there. And so you can watch it on your own time. All right, let's hop to today's topic, Know Before You Go, Gallery Walls. There are three things I want you to think about as you are preparing for your gallery wall. The first thing is what kind of gallery wall are you going to create? Are you going to have a structured gallery wall or unstructured? And if you are scratching your head and thinking, what on earth are you talking about? (laughs) That's okay. That's all right. Gallery walls, first of all, are a combination of artwork and you can create them in any combination you would like, but there are some rules that allow for a little bit more cohesiveness. There are some rules that allow for a little bit more structure, a little bit more symmetry. And there are some rules that just don't look like they're following rules, but they actually are. The, the gallery walls that are unstructured might look a little bit chaotic to the person who really loves symmetry and loves a little bit of formality. But if you look closely enough, you'll notice that there are rules being followed. And we're going to talk about those today. So which are you? Are you a structured gallery wall fan or are you an unstructured gallery wall fan? Here's what you need to know. If you like structure, you would probably be drawn toward the grid gallery wall. The grid that might be a three by three or it might be nine by nine. It might be four picture frames by four picture frames. It will look very much like rows and columns. A grid. You'll notice that the spacing between each picture frame is going to be the same. And you'll notice too that the frames are most likely all the same. They have the f- same coloring, they have the same metal if they have metal, they have the same matting. And then you'll notice even in the pictures themselves that oftentimes structured gallery walls have either their pictures taken from one photo shoot or they are all black and white, or sepia tone, or they are monochromatic in a way that allows them to align because of the makeup of the pictures. So structured gallery walls are structured in so many ways, in the way that they form a grid, in the way that they form symmetry, in the way that the frames are alike, the matting is alike, the lighting is alike, the posing is alike, even the black and whiteness is alike. Now, can you have a structured gallery wall without having it be black and white? You can. And oftentimes what you'll see, you will see the same color palette on these gallery walls. You'll notice that maybe they're all taken from the same photo shoot, or maybe we have the color palette that is 
blue and light pink and yellow. And even though they might not be taken on the same day, there's some so much similarity between them that looking one photo to another to another makes it feel like they do belong together, even though they might not. Now, in contrast, an unstructured gallery wall is a little bit of organized chaos. And what I mean by that is you will find frames that are different sizes, different shapes, different colors. You'll find matting that is there or not, maybe different colors, maybe different thickness. You will find different elements. They're not necessarily all artwork. Maybe there's some word art, or maybe there's wreaths or mirrors or different textures that are gracing this gallery wall. And you might even notice that the spacing between the pictures is not the same. Now, if we go into the nuance of gallery walls, we're going to also notice that sometimes you can have an unstructured structured gallery wall or a structured unstructured gallery wall there's really a continuum of these different types of gallery walls and I gave you the two broad sides but you can have a mostly structured with a little bit of unstructuredness to it like they're all the same frame they're all the same matting but maybe they are changed up just a little bit where we have Um, pictures that are going horizontally and vertically. So it doesn't make a perfect grid, but it's still very symmetrical. Now, one thing you'll notice if you look very closely at unstructured gallery walls and how to make them work is that you are going to notice repetition. So even though they are not as structured or symmetrical or cohesive as the structured gallery wall, these pieces are going to be, these gallery walls are going to have repetition that make the pieces within them work together as if it is a cohesive unit. So for example, I might have a gallery wall that has a lot of fuchsia. Maybe I have some hand-drawn horses and maybe I even have some circles, but I'm also littering some regular square frames I might have some other colors like mustard or navy blue, and I might even have some other animals that aren't just horses. But what you would notice is that you would notice a repeated element. So fuchsia would not stand out all by its own self. You might notice a fuchsia background in in a watercolor painting. But then you might notice a fuchsia heart with a white background in a circle frame. Or you might notice a picture of a horse that is sitting in a a black frame with a white matting. And then you might notice a little hand-drawn horse in what appears to be a small oval vintage frame. Repeating elements make sense when they are repeated three times. They don't make sense quite as well if they're just repeated twice. So I would want to see fuchsia somewhere else on that gallery wall. I would also want to see the horse somewhere on the gallery wall. I would also want to see oval. You heard me say oval. You also heard me say black. I would want to see black repeated somewhere and maybe even white matting. So you want to have repeated elements throughout. And that is the question you need to be asking yourself. So if you know already, know before you go, if you know that you don't want a structured gallery wall and you want an unstructured gallery wall, what are you going to put in it? Do you have those pieces together and how do they tie together? How do they work together in a way that makes sense? That makes it look like all of these pieces somehow belong, even though it is not quite a set. That's tricky. 
Is that tricky? Are you scratching your head and wondering, wait, help? Okay, I want you to go to my blog, figandfarmathome.com. I will have a link to show you what it is I'm talking about when I talk about structured versus unstructured and how you can see these pieces that are repeating themselves in order to make it work. So make sure that you do pop over there because a visual is going to be very, very helpful in this case. The second thing that you need to do is you need to measure your wall. You need to measure your wall so that you know what it is you have space for. Are you going to be buying enough frames or too many? How much space do you want in between your structured gallery wall, your grid-like, row-like, column-like gallery wall? How much space do you want in between each thing, in between each picture frame? Make sure that you measure it out so that you are are buying the right quantity, that you're getting the right amount of mats, that you're even thinking correctly about the right types of frames that you should be purchasing and then the pictures that should go in them. For unstructured gallery walls, you definitely want to measure out how much space do you have. The other thing I want you to think about too is laying this out before you go so that you get a visual so that you can see what it is you're hoping for, the look that you're hoping to create before you actually go. Because maybe you don't like structured gallery walls. Maybe you actually tend to like a little bit of organized chaos. Or maybe you absolutely thought that you wanted something that was a little bit more organic and fluid, like an unstructured gallery wall, but you're laying it out and you think, actually, I kind of hate this and I want something a little bit more structured. Lay it out with any of the elements that you have. And if you don't have enough elements, maybe you can use things like painter's tape to tape it down along the floor or the dining room table or whatever your space allows to mimic the idea of putting it on the wall. Play around with it and see. Maybe you have some socks. Get those socks or those scarves out. Remember we did that with the area rug last week. Those are going to be really helpful as you try to create a mock-up of what it is your gallery wall is going to look out look like. If you don't have that, go ahead and grab some typing paper. Tape a few pieces together to get the, the shape and the size you want, and then just go ahead and tape it on the wall. Use washi tape so that it comes off without the stick, and you can mix and match easily. You can move it the way that you want to. You can get an idea of what it is you're looking for before you actually go. And the third thing that you can do is to get out your calendar. Make sure you know when it is you are not just going to purchase because that is the fun part, but when it is you're going to actually hang it. Do you have time this weekend? Fantastic. Head to Marshalls, head to Home Goods, head to Target. Actually, head to Home Goods. You're going to find a better deal than Target. Head there, grab your frames, grab the things, and then that way you're ready for the weekend. Do any prep work you can. Get the film off. Make sure you have the pictures ordered take the wrapping off, whatever it is, do that ahead of time so that on Saturday when you have one hour in between kiddo soccer games, you're ready to go. But if you're looking at your calendar and you think, I don't have, mm, not this weekend, flip, 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 not two weekends, flip, flip, flip. That's me, by the way, flipping my calendar. No, I'm not going to be able to do it until March of 2024. Okay. Okay really, let's have a serious heart to heart here. If you are not able to do it until March of 2024, and I am being facetious, but if you are not able to do it within a reasonable timeline, remember my reasonable timeline for projects like this is two weeks. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. Just think about it. Maybe do some prep work, put it in your, I'm dreaming of a better home notebook or 
I really, these are all the inspiring pictures I, I love, notebook, put it in there, look at it every once in a while and see if maybe that looking at it is going to be enough motivation in order to actually do. But one thing you don't want to do is spend the money now and then be tripping over the pieces for the next two years or six months or two, two months. You just don't want to do that. So make sure you check your calendar as well. All right, friends, I hope that was helpful for you as you plan out your gallery wall, your structured or your unstructured gallery wall, three things that you can do before you go, know which one you like, do you like structured or unstructured? And if you're not quite sure, make sure you come on over and look at the blog to see what the examples are of each one. Make sure you measure it out appropriately, that you know what's going to go in terms of pictures and how you're going to create that repetition. And then put it on your calendar. Make sure you put it on your calendar. You have all the supplies you need so that when you are ready and you have that one hour and two minutes in order to complete the project, you can actually complete the project. And then the last step, number four, share it with us in our Facebook group. I want you to come on over and share with us what it is you're doing because we gain inspiration by seeing projects happen. So make sure you do that because we want to cheer you on and encourage you along the way and pat you on the back for a job well done when you do it. All right, friends, if you have an idea for a no before you go, if there's something that you're wanting to purchase, or if there's a project that you're wanting to do and you want all the information before you go and do it, make sure you email me so that I can know what it is you're, t- you're wanting information on or pop into my Instagram and DM me there. All right, friends, until next time, maybe I will see some of you in class in the Tablescape workshop class. Come on over, register for that. It is one hour live workshop this Sunday, November 13th. And remember, if you can't make it live, no problem. You get all the goodies, even if you can't make it. All right, friends, and tell, oh, by the way, tell a friend, tell a friend, because they are probably wanting to know how you make those beautiful tablescapes that you see on Pinterest how you do it. So tell a friend, you can see him in class, and I can't wait to see you there. All right, until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, Join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.